Are you going to be teaching kindergarten next year for the first time, or do you know someone who is? Teaching kindergarten for the first time can be overwhelming, and maybe you're feeling unsure of where to start. Well, look no further. I have the ultimate survival guide for new kindergarten teachers. I created it based on all the things that you need to rock teaching kindergarten next year. All the things I wish I had known as a brand new kindergarten teacher. Get your mindset ready to tackle the challenges of kindergarten, learn how to set up your classroom for success, and master key strategies for teaching effectively. Plus, prepare for the first week of school like a pro. Don't miss out on this free guide, and please share it with your new teammates and friends who are moving to kindergarten next year. Get ready to embark on an incredible journey in kindergarten education with me as your virtual teammate cheering you on. Download the free guide today at www.kindergartencafe.org slash new dash teacher. That's kindergartencafe.org slash new dash teacher. Welcome to the kindergarten team. Okay, my friends, tis the season for parent-teacher conferences. At least in my school, it is. It's time for us to be getting ready, gathering our data, getting prepared. How do you feel about parent-teacher conferences? I actually really like them now. I like the kind of change in routine it sets for us at the school. We end up having extra half days. I also really like connecting with the families and sharing with them what I've noticed, hearing their perspectives, getting to build that relationship together. But it wasn't always that way. I remember my first year teaching. I was 21 years old. I did not want them to know that, and I did not share that fact. Uh, But, I mean, I couldn't believe that I was even in the classroom and that they trusted me enough to give me a job. But here I was, 21 years old, and meeting with parents and needing to show them that they could trust me with their kids. I spent an entire weekend while I was away with my family preparing for parent-teacher conferences. I brought every single piece of data I could find. I brought all the notes. I spent, like I said, an entire weekend gathering the data, collecting the notes, writing them down, putting it all in one spot, thinking about it, overthinking it, and overthinking it some more. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I do not take an entire weekend. I use my planning time now, and that's all I need. I saw a picture from, again, that same first year. I think it must have been spring conferences and, or no, it was getting ready for report cards, but I had all the data spread out over all the table. And it just doesn't have to be so overwhelming. So today I'm going to talk about making the most of parent-teacher conferences and how best to prepare so that we can work smarter, not harder. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Kindergarten Cafe Podcast, where kindergarten teachers come to learn classroom-tested tips and tricks and teaching ideas they can use in their classroom right away. I'm Zeba, creator and founder of Kindergarten Cafe, and I help kindergarten teachers with everything they need from arrival to dismissal in order to save time, work smarter, not harder, and support students with engaging and purposeful lessons. I'm here to cheer you on through your successes and breakthroughs and offer support and resources so you never have to feel stuck or alone. 
Ready to start saving time and reducing your stress all while using effective and purposeful lessons that students love? Let's get started. So, parent-teacher conferences. Let's talk about tips and tricks to make it not so overwhelming and to work smarter, not harder when it comes to meeting with our families and sharing our information with them, our data with them, our concerns, the successes their students having, and hearing from them. So let's talk about preparing first, preparing for parent-teacher conferences. We want to always think about the strengths that the students have. So often as teachers, we're thinking about what they can't do yet, what they're not ready for yet, what they need help with, and it's very negative-focused. So spend time with each student. I have a handy-dandy sheet that I use, a resource sheet that you can get from my shop. I'll put the link down below. That has a great spot for me to really brainstorm and think, what are the strengths of this child and that I'm going to share with the families? Parents want to hear about the good things that are going on in their child's life. They want to know that you love their child, that you, that you believe in their child, that you see all the good. So when you are doing your conference, you do want to start with the strengths of what you see in the child. So I like to start with the strengths when I'm brainstorming and preparing for the conference as well. Then you want to choose one to three goals for the student's development in school. And of those goals, is there a couple that parents could work on at home? You want to prepare this because, one, even if the student is making progress, is right on track, and you have no concerns for them, parents want to know that you have something that you're going to be working on with them, that you see how to push them forward and you see how to help them progress, whether that's beyond the grade level or not. Parents are also going to ask you when you share these goals, how can they help? Now, not every parent will ask, but some parents will ask, how can I help? What can I do at home to help? And so it really is helpful to have some ideas of things they can do at home ready to go and prepared ahead of time because on the spot, it's a bit harder. This is why I love making copies of my parent tips and handouts uh, that I give to families that are I pick out the handouts that I need for my students. So if I have a student that needs a little more help with literacy, I'll have copies ready to go of how to support your child's literacy development at home. And I just give them one of those sheets and then they feel like they have enough that they can work on at home. They have actionable ideas and easy activities that they can implement in their daily life. So that's why I love those parent tips and handouts. Again, I will link those down below. Like I said, I use a sheet, a resource sheet to help me plan out all of these thoughts ahead of time. And that is my number one tip for teachers to work smarter, not harder, is to have a conference form that you know and love that you use year to year. Whether you share this form with anyone, whether you share it with the families is totally up to you. I don't share my form with families anymore unless they ask for it, just because Some of the parents might end up comparing with others, and I don't want that to be used in that way. So I use it just for myself as a way to guide my own thinking, but they absolutely could be shared with families as a way to let them know, you know, remember what we talked about at our conference. But having that conference form is so helpful to plan out your thoughts and stay organized 
And because it's a form that you know and love and it has everything that you need and want to talk about in the conference, then it takes a few minutes to jot down your ideas, your thoughts, your data, your goals for the child, the strengths, and then you're ready to go. So like I said, I only prepare during my planning time now. That's all I need. I take a couple of planning periods and I'm good to go, ready for the conference. Speaking of the conference, let's talk about how to navigate the conference itself. I always, always, always start the conference by thanking parents for coming in, making some awkward joke about how small the chairs are that they're sitting in, although it would be nice if you could get bigger chairs for them. I'm sure they would appreciate it. And then asking parents, is there anything you want to make sure we talk about today? I also just ask the question, how is everything going for your child? How do you think school is going for them? Especially in the fall conference, when it's our first time getting together, I always start by just saying, how is kindergarten going for them? I want to make sure that I address any questions or concerns that they have in the conference, because I don't know exactly what they're hoping to get out of their conference. And I also want to make them feel heard. It's a critical part of our partnership to be able for both sides of the parties to feel heard. After I hear the parents' concerns or questions, then I start with the progress and the successes that I want to share with them, the positives. Then I go right into those goals that I have for improvement. And again, I only pick one to three. There are some students where you will have more than three goals in your head. But start with the three most important goals because we don't want to overwhelm parents just like we don't want to overwhelm the children. Start with the three biggest concerns you have. Then you want to share your plan for handling those concerns. You want to reassure the parents that you have an idea in mind, that you have a plan, and you want to ask them for their feedback too. This is a great chance to say things like, I notice they really have trouble handling their frustrations. What works well at home when this is happening? Or do you even just asking, do you see this at home? And what works well for you? Parents are the experts on their child. They are their first teacher. So it's just as important for our partnership to include them in the conversation as it is valuable insight in their child as to what might work for them. Even though home and school are very different settings, it's really good to know, do the parents see what you're talking about? Do they agree with you that this is an issue? And what have they tried in the past and what's worked and what hasn't worked? If you have a very big concern about a child, please don't wait until the conference. Initiate a conversation much earlier. As soon as you're noticing a repeated occurrence of issues or you are noticing a big concern about their academic development, schedule a meeting with them. Be proactive. Parents don't want to be blindsided at the conference or report cards by big, big concerns. Ideally, when you're meeting with families for parent-teacher conferences and you are listing some of the goals you have for the student, they are nodding along and in complete agreement. Same with report cards. Knock on wood, I have never had a parent complain or question me on a grade I gave on the report card because we've talked about any issues that have come up that will be reflected in the report card. So don't wait for the conferences. 
meet with families when you have concerns. And like I said, when you are talking about your goals for the child and your plan for how you will help them in the classroom, have prepared a few ideas that they can do at home together as a family to work on this goal as well. Parents will want to be in a partnership with you. They will want to help their child succeed. So have a couple simple ideas for things that they can do at home to support their child. After the conference is over, I like to just remind everyone what our what our top goal is for the child going forward. Remind parents what the schedule is for upcoming report cards or next time we have a conference scheduled. And I remind them that if they ever have questions or concerns, to please reach out and that we can find another time to meet. We don't have to wait for conferences. And saying that does not open me up to having a million parent meetings every day. In fact, what it does is show parents that if they have concerns, I'm going to take them seriously. So that's the conference. It's easy peasy. Once you have a plan in place, once you have a format that you know and like, then you can repeat it every year and really use the conference as a way to gain important insights on your child and to build a partnership with your families. Let's talk about working smarter, not harder, when it comes to scheduling parent-teacher conferences. I really like Sign Up Genius because I've used it so many years in a row that I can just repeat my sign-up form pretty much and just tweak the dates a little bit. So it does not take very long at all. What I love about Sign Up Genius is that it only allows one person to sign up per slot. I can add a specific slot for them to put their child's name because their name doesn't always match the child's name. And I can have it set up to send parents a reminder a day before their conference is scheduled. I do not have to remind any parents about upcoming conferences because they have the Sign Up Genius email coming their way. And I love that I don't have to think about that. I know some teachers use Google Forms for easy scheduling. I haven't set that up for me. So for me, it's just easier to use Sign Up Genius year after year. So my suggestion for you is to take a look around, see which one looks easiest for you to use, set it up once, and then stick with it so you can use it year after year after year. But I do think having some kind of system that would send a reminder to families is really helpful. And if not, you're going to have to set a reminder on your phone or pre-schedule emails in Gmail to remind families about their upcoming conference. I do love the pre-scheduling emails feature because you can do it while you're thinking about it and not have to worry about remembering to send them out the day before the conference. Something else you might want to consider when planning your schedule for conferences is inviting other educators who work with the student that you're meeting about. Having all players in on the same meeting, it just gives off the impression that we're all a team together and we're all working for what's best for the child. So I always, as soon as I get my schedule for conferences, share it with any teachers that work with my students. And if they can come, great. And if they can't, I ask them if they want to share a blurb to the families about what they're working on with the child and how it's going. Inviting other staff is also a really good idea when you think you might have some upcoming difficulty with the families. 
Uh, if you have hard news to share or concerns that you have and you're thinking they might be met with some resistance, having another staff member there who knows a child will be really helpful for this team approach, as well as to give you some backup with the family and offer another perspective. Because sometimes parents, especially as kindergarten teachers, we're the first teacher to share big concerns typically with families. And they might start to think that you're the problem and not the child, which is it? it's completely normal for families to be in denial when they first hear concerning news about their child. And so having another teacher there sort of shows that you have other perspectives on the matter as well. We'll talk more about difficult conversations in the next episode because I know that is an area of concern for many teachers, as it was for me for the first couple of years. I'm talking sweating big time during conferences. The other thing you might want to think about when planning for parent-teacher conferences is gathering a few and I stress a few samples of student work ready to show progress with families. I like to just grab their writing folder so I can show them exactly what I'm talking about in their writing, as well as the assessment graphs that I use with my students to track their progress on learning their letters and sounds and counting. Those, to me, are the most visual examples of their progress and the goals that I have for them in their learning. I don't spend a lot of time showing off different crafts or things that we've done because I want to make the best use of our time together. And I don't really feel like searching high and low for everyone's individual projects and things. If you have an easy place where you have a portfolio, sure, you could let them look at it. If you have parents waiting in the hallway or waiting outside the classroom for your conference, a great idea is to put out some of those classroom books that you've made and let them look through those to see the work their child has done while they're waiting. But the great thing about the class book is that everyone's work is inside of it, so you don't have to go searching high and low for everyone's individual work and putting it out just in front before their parents arrive. I'll link my assessment graphs down below as well as the class books bundle that I have. So there you have it. That is parent-teacher conferences, working smarter, not harder edition. If you have any questions about what I've said here today, please send me a DM or an email. I would love to hear from you. If you try any of these tricks and they help you save time and reduce your stress and reduce your workload, please let me know. I would love to hear from you. And now I think it's time for the quote of the day. Six-year-old boy said, I don't want to be a dad because you have to shower every day. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful Thursday and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Kindergarten Cafe podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information and resources or just head straight to kindergartencafe.org for all the goodies. If you liked this episode, the best ways to show your support are to subscribe, leave a review, or send it to a friend. I'll be back next week with even more kindergarten tips. See you then.